leading sport stories of the day on SAFM. Okay, let's start off by talking rugby. We're joined on the line by Mike Greenaway from the Independent Newspaper Sports Journalist. Uh, Mike, uh, good evening from us here on SAFM. Thanks again for taking our call tonight. Yeah, good evening. Good to be back. Yes, great. We read your article in the start today. It says, Box have done the country proud. Let's look back at this international year, Mark. Maybe let's start, Mike, with the defeat to England. Was it just a matter of margins and the result could have gone either way or was England the most superior team? Yeah, no, England were definitely not the most superior team. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh, the Springboks uh, probably should have won that. Um, they probably deserved to. But, you know, that was kind of their, their season. They had, they had um, three matches um, where they were leading in the 78th minute. Uh, and then just uh, uh, Lady Luck didn't shine on them. And the opposition got last-minute penalties uh, to, win, to win three games like that. And um, you know, when I watched that game, I, w- I was actually incredibly proud to to think how far the Springbok team has actually come, mm. you know, to be so competitive because they had the most terrible start uh, you could imagine to, to the rugby season this year. Let's remember that in June, they got together for the first time uh, since they played in the World Cup final. So they never played any rugby whatsoever in 2020. And... I know the pandemic is a global one, but uh, we had a, a particularly severe lockdown. And um, uh, the Springboks' opponents um, uh, this year, they all played last year. They played uh, in the Six Nations in the Northern Hemisphere, and, and there was a rugby championship, which is the one the box play in, mm. uh, was held in Australia without the box. So other teams were playing, but our guys didn't. And so they got together in June to prepare for the British Lions. And they hadn't played as a team for 20 months. Um, so they then played, their first match uh, was against, the, or they warmed up against Georgia. Uh, and then their, their first real uh, test was against the British Lions in July. And they then had to play 13 tests um, in, in 20 weeks. So they didn't play for 20 months. And then in 20, 20 weeks, they had to play 13 matches. And those matches, um, all of that time, they were in very strict um, isolation and uh, in bio bubbles. And, and then, the, uh, if you remember in July as well, they suffered a lot of COVID cases. Mm. So it wasn't just isolation. The guys were getting sick as well. And somehow they've uh, managed to finish the year after all of that as still the number one uh, rugby country in the world. And I think that's a remarkable achievement. And, um, you know, they could have won a few more if, it had, if, if luck had gone their way. But I think that if they'd had a chance to play last year, they would have then been uh, quite a few steps uh, down the road of their evolution. And they would have been a better side. And they would have won those very close games. But it didn't. It's, I mean, you can't change anything. That's mm. just how everything panned out. Um, and I think next year there'll be a, an extremely strong team for for all this uh, all these issues they've had to overcome. Okay, so so they played thirteen tests. You've mentioned it in your article. They lost five and won eight. Out of this international season of twenty twenty one, then Mike, um, what positives do the box take from from this season? Besides the challenges well, they've had to deal with off the field. Yeah. Look, look, yeah, exactly. So 
they've still got um, the, the core of that team that won the World Cup. All those guys carried on playing. And one of the big positives is that all of those guys are still mostly under the age of, of, of 30. So um, we've got the next World Cup in, in exactly two years. So that this team that played this year is pretty much the team that will that, that will go all the way through now to, to the next World Cup. And um, if we've seen now what they could do under such uh, difficult pressure, um, I, I think we've got a lot to look forward to, particularly going ahead to that World Cup, because these guys will stay together. And that's... Um, it's just so important in rugby if you can keep a team together and get consistency and momentum, um, then then that's that's a massive bonus. So, um, and also we, you know, a lot of guys ended the season in fantastic form. I mean, mm. I think the biggest positive um, was was how the captain played. Yeah. I mean, Theo Khaleesi, um he started the season actually uh, struggling a little bit, and he. He um, he's had had a few injuries when when uh, local rugby resumed late last year. Um, he was injured and and he he then actually started uh, this um, international season with a lot of questions over his form. And some people were even questioning whether um, uh, he should have his place on the side. And the way he responded to that challenge is is, is, is uh, remarkable. Because he finished the year as arguably the the Springboks' best player, mm. so the way that um, the captain reacted to the pressure, the questions over his, his place in the team, is amazing. And um, I mean, he he should have been nominated for for uh, Player of the Year in the World Rugby nomination. So, um, Sia Kalisi's evolution is a massive uh, uh, positive. And you mentioned that the box have kept the core of the squad that won the World Cup um, in 2019. But there has been talk about the coaches not using this end-of-the-year tour to create enough depth in the team. Is that fair criticism? Would you ever like to see more new faces get a run? Look, um, I understand what they were trying to do. Is Because everything has just been so rushed for them and there's been so much pressure on them and they've been um, in, in, uh, in, in isolation and... All that, there's all these dramas going on. Um, they wanted to just keep it as simple as possible. It wasn't the time for experimentation. They, they had so many sideshows going on, and so many issues to deal with that that was really the thinking. Just let's stick to what we know. Um, when we get through this this very troubled year, then we can we look to expand our squad, which is what they'll do um, next year. But having said that. There was definitely, I think they maybe overdid it a little bit. There was maybe a couple of positions where they, they could have grown their depth a bit. Um, I think an obvious example um, of that was the fallback position where um, where the veteran Vili LaRue mm. has struggled the whole year. Um, and I just think that they probably missed a trick there by, by not giving up an Elefasi a, a go there. Um, maybe that was one position where perhaps they, they could have explored their depth. And a lot's been said about the style of play, Mike Greenaway. People have called it too conservative, same old, same old, boring rugby. Yeah. Uh, what do you make of the style of play? Yeah, and we ask this every week. <laughs> okay, this is going back to, to what I've touched on already. They missed a whole year 
2020. They didn't play one single international. And if they'd had 13 tests last year, then they could have evolved their game plan. They could have um, brought in more attacking options. But they didn't have that. So when they got together um, in July for the Lions series, all they could do was go back to what had won them the World Cup. Um, so again, it was a case of let's just keep it simple. Let's stick to what we know. We, we haven't got the time uh, to, to experiment with game plans. Let's just put our heads down and, and do what we know. Get through the year, and and uh, 2022 is a, is a new season, new opportunities, and then maybe we can grow our game a bit and and, and become a little bit more attractive in, in the way we play. Okay, so we are talking to Mike Greenaway. Just looking back at the box uh, 2021 season, we'll take a quick break and we'll wrap up after this short break. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 104.9 FM in Port Shepston. Okay, we're just wrapping up our conversation about the box 2021. Mike, what's your scorecard on the coach Jacques Neneba then? Um, and he's going to be without Rassi now, depending on what happens with the with the appeal. And we saw when Rassi was not there in Australasia, Australia, the box seemed to struggle. He also wasn't there against England. Or are we reading too much into it? Yeah, I think um, I think Jacques did really well. Um, you know, as we've discussed, <laughs> he he didn't really have too much option to to uh, grow the Springboks' game. Um, he had to stick to what he and Rafi had done at, at that World Cup and, and, and in 2018, those two years. And it's hard to really judge him because he wasn't really trying to do anything different. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, maybe next year when when this, when, when the, um, the box need to evolve, they need to grow, they need to um, add a few more uh, sort of uh, tricks to their game. That might be the year when we can really have a look at, at what Jacques Nienaba is capable of because he just stuck to the basics um, this year and, and we can understand why. Um, but, yeah, I think next year we'll, you'll be un- more under the microscope because the, you know, the, you've got to grow each year. You can't just um, be, be stuck in, in the same gear. And so let's, let's rather reserve judgment on him uh, until, until next year. And what would you like to see them add more to their game? Yeah, obviously we want to see them score more tries. We want to see them use that backline more more often. Um, you know, obviously our, uh, the Springbok forwards are a massive strength. That um, is the box's principal weapon. Um, but uh, that backline as well is, is extremely talented. And we, you know, Mpimpi is breaking records and he's scoring tries almost every time he gets the ball. Um, look on your hand is is a great talent. Yeah, we, we've got the backs. Um, and, and I just think that we're perhaps um, a little too conservative in, in, in that area. So, yeah, 2022, we want to see the wins get the ball a lot more. And what's next in 2022 for the box? Okay, they start a year with a tour from Wales. Uh, they come in June. That's the incoming tour to South Africa. It'll be a three-test series against Wales. And then it's uh, it's the rugby championship um, thereafter, uh, with home and away games against um, Australia, New Zealand, and Argentina, and then followed by the November tour, uh, similar to what's just happened now. 
we don't know who their opponents will be then. So in other words, um, the rugby season normalises um, next year. I mean, it's uh, touch wood that there's no more, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh wave, <laughs> whatever it is. But um, it's looking like, you know, the rugby world is settling down. Um, so that'll be it. It'll be Wales for three test matches in June, the rugby championship, the end of your tour. Okay, wonderful, Mike. Uh, thank you for that wrap-up of the box end of the year tour. And we look forward to reading more of your stuff in the paper. Thanks, Mike Greenaway uh, from the Independent Newspapers. If you're in Joburg, you get his uh, columns and his articles in the Star newspaper. And he reckons the box have done the country proud with all the challenges that they, they, they faced this season.